Hey, it's Cambrio from CambrioMusic.com, and today I have a wonderful interview with Caitlin Anderson. Caitlin is a photographer, writer, and graphic designer. She's shot some fantastic concerts, which she talks about in this interview. Thanks for coming by and enjoy. So yeah, your your sh- photos are awesome. They're just fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, I saw you got shouted out by Streetlight Manifesto there. Oh yeah. That must have been pretty interesting. It was. I I talked to them. I think probably like the month after I shot those, and they were really excited about them, and um, they were geeking out with me about the gear that I was using. So it was kind of a fun conversation and then seeing them actually share it was pretty crazy to me what kind of what kind of gear do you have there um I have a whole Sony setup um I just I think quite literally before that show got the uh the nice 70 to 200 G master which is the grail lens so I was really excited about breaking that out for them and do you have to get a special kind of press pass or how'd that work yeah usually um well back when I was shooting shows um, around that time, I was working with a publication called Do 303, and I would submit to them the shows that I wanted to shoot, and then they would um, reach out to the promoters and get passes and stuff like that for the shows. Nice, nice. Any, you ever been uh, shouted out or had any interesting experiences like that before? Oh, yeah. Um, well, when I first <clears throat> moved out to Denver, which was January of last year at this point, yeah. Um, I really kind of got into, you know, live music photography because it was kind of a dream and the local music scene out here really inspired it. So I just kind of started reaching out to whoever I could and a lot of local people connected me and would share my photos when I shot to them. Um, The band Machine Heart, I actually contacted them specifically and they were really cool to work with. That was the first show I shot out here and uh, we were very back and forth, which was kind of wild to me because I've always really loved their music so around what um, time was that I think that was I think that was March last year yeah nice nice you familiar with Jeff Rosenstock do you know who he is the name sounds familiar to me so he was in a few bands one was called Arrogant Sons of Bitches oh yeah and another one called Bomb the Music Industry I'm not sure yeah and he had a few really good solo albums recently I'm just bringing it up because a friend of mine, I'm up in Toronto, so kind of a bit further, but he was in town for one day once and mm-hmm. just kind of tweeted out, and I want to play somewhere. And a friend of mine who had a small cafe just hit him up and he was there like within the hour, which was kind of crazy. What? Yeah. He's just like, That's... I want a place to play and, and did it. That's so cool. That's like the dream experience right there, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it was a small place and they just hung out. Really cool guy. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to look him up and see all the stuff he's done. Yeah, pretty like uh, abrasive, but also kind of fun too in, in that way. Yeah. What are some of your kind of earliest concert experiences? Um, I really, I mean, even still, I prefer shooting at small venues. Um, right. So when I was first starting out, I kind of had to get a sense of what that was like because I didn't I don't really account for, you know, small venues that have less than desirable lighting. 
and so kind of um it was overwhelming at first because I wasn't really sure what to do necessarily I just kind of knew what little low light experience I had and but like the lighting changes constantly at shows obviously so it was it was something that I really had to embrace and kind of figure out just like where to be and how to time things and um even still like there can be a lot of challenging shows where especially at the smaller places it's really dark or really backlit so having fun with uh silhouetting became a really fun thing in the beginning and um you know playing with the colors of the lights when I was editing to try and create something a little bit more uh bold so um just kind of finding the the weaknesses of the actual setup and turning it into something a little bit more interesting was what I tried to do. Oh, nice. Any challenging or like less than positive experiences over the year or so? Oh, yeah. Um, I think a lot of times for me personally, the harder shows are the ones that are really packed and like there's no designated space for the photographers yeah so it's like me in the middle of a crowd trying to navigate and figure out where I should be to get the shot I think there was there was one show where there were a few photographers just kind of you know like being pushed up against the small stage and trying to you know survive pretty much yeah yeah um and like people getting in each other's way and there have been a few shows where I've left earlier than I wanted to because it became a little bit too much you know um do you remember which bands those were um I think the first one that it was most notable for me was when I went to see Foreign Air that was at I can't even remember anymore that was a while back it was a it was like a bar pretty much so it was very tight and the stage, the way that it was angled was you just walked straight back into it. And so everybody's pushing as far into the venue as possible. So getting out and moving around was really problematic. Um, but it was, it was over capacity, I think, for that. Yeah. I've seen a few things on your site. Even the kind of non-traditional art and poetry is really interesting, too. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Did some, did, did some of that stuff inform your photography as well? I think so. Um, I've always been really just open-minded, I think, to whatever creative mediums I can work with, just kind of translating that in different ways. So like, you know, like obviously I'll approach poetry different than I'll approach photography, but I think there's some sense of almost rhythm to everything. So like, you know, it's it's hard to explain that really, I think, but everything has a natural kind of flow and like a way that it works well. And it's just kind of an instinct, I think, that you you grow accustomed to as you explore those different mediums. And so it kind of translates across different different ones for me. And um like finding a way to incorporate the the visual and the music was the ideal scenario. So I think it all kind of came full circle and ended up doing all of this nice nice yeah it, it, I think it does come together I guess you know you just kind of know it when, when you feel it right yeah yeah I think it's very instinct based when you're doing anything creative I think you have to trust your gut and really just kind of feel the moment and the shot and see how it unfolds really 
So were you doing this kind of out of college or just more recently? Um, more recently, I've always been into photography, but I moved out to Denver from the East Coast last year. And something about the local scene really, it just it inspired me to finally pursue it, I think. And I just, I just decided I didn't have any more excuses, you know, and I, I invested in upgrading my camera and just kind of experimenting with that, which really motivated me to do better. So it was more about just like, like, why am I not doing the thing that I love instead of pushing it off, you know, so just finally getting around to doing it. Did you ever even way back see those like disposable cameras kind of, I mean, they're ancient now, but <laughs> worked with kind of like low tech stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, I used to do that a lot. Like any family vacations, I would always get one and take them wherever we'd go and shoot photos like that. And I recently, sometime last year, got back into doing film photography as well. And I really prefer the the more mechanical, like vintage cameras, actually, because within the limitations of them, you can kind of get more creative. It forces you to think differently. Right, and right. I really like that part of it. Like I've taken those to shows before and tried doing like long exposures and stuff like that to see what would come of it. And I've gotten a few really weird shots out of it, which has always been fun. Yeah, I'm just saying, because I had a, f a family member for years worked for Kodak and uh, we had all sorts of types of things. Like their first kind of water camera, it was basically just a big plastic case. Oh, yeah. and, and that's kind of what what worked at the time yeah yeah I think that it, it forces you to be creative in different ways which is kind of nice would you say you have kind of a top five or ten like favorite bands that come to mind oh that's always the hardest question for me yeah. I, I have this conversation pretty frequently because yeah. I've, I've made it kind of my mission to figure out what those you know those lifetime all-time favorite bands would be and I think um there are a few that like are pretty consistent and depending on what they're releasing it'll fluctuate how much I'm listening to them but like the killers are a big one for me I've always really loved them yeah um and I've never gotten to shoot one of their shows which would be pretty amazing mute math they don't really do much anymore mm -hmm. in the form of live shows but always been a favorite too and you know like uh I grew up listening to Linkin Park which was and I always associate like you know all of the the classic emo genre bands with me growing up as a teenager so there's a lot there that's really sentimental you know maybe they're not like super great anymore but I'll always have a soft spot for them yeah of course I've saw what's his name um I guess he was Skrillex for a while, coming in and out of bands now. I'm trying to think. I forget what other bands he did. Was it the the starting line? Is that what yeah, he Yeah, I think it, it was a few different ones. And then that got big for a couple of years. And then, I mean, things change so quickly sometimes, right? Yeah, and it's cool to see artists like that kind of, you know, evolve with the times and be somehow relevant every single time it changes. I know even like AFI, the two guys had a few uh, kind of industrial, like uh, instrumental yeah. albums. I forgot about that too. Yeah, they were actually pretty solid. It was weird, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, I love seeing stuff like that.
and anytime like bands break up and the artists each kind of take their own solo careers I'm I'm always following to see what happens too. So who are kind of some maybe dream bands you'd want to do photography for? who's still to be shot I mean I'd love to I'd really love to shoot 21 pilots someday because I always put on a really great visual show yeah um that's still on the list Um, the killers like I said they're definitely up there I don't know I'm trying to think of bands that put on really visual performances because I'd like to get a little bit more experimental I think with the photography yeah and just higher energy stuff's more fun to shoot too so I'm trying to like, there are a lot of like hardcore bands and like Bless the Fall was one of my favorite shows to shoot. Yeah, yeah. They, they just have so much energy. Is that, and what's the singer? I can't remember his name in that group. Bo, Boken. So funny connection. You know who he's married to? Yeah, Lights. And I just had to shout that out as a Canadian artist since I'm always <laughs> doing that too. Yeah, that honestly, that was, um. I actually wasn't even supposed to be at that show, but he somehow in like the craziest odds was messaging me on uh, Facebook marketplace about buying a lens of mine. And I put two and two together about who he was. And I was like, are you like yeah. from the band? Bless the fall. <laughs> and we got to talking and he invited me to come out and shoot that show. And it was the most bizarre turn of events but we like made eye contact and high-fived each other when he walked out on stage and those are still <laughs> some of my favorite shots I've ever taken yeah I've seen her around the city a bit not in the last few years but um definitely around 2010-11 she was really popping up a lot oh yeah yeah she's been releasing some stuff in the past year I think too I don't she was on a tour recently I think as well yeah I think you mentioned film at one point are there any like music documentaries or kind of that kind of thing that that is some of your favorites oh yeah um there's one specifically that always comes to mind and I actually hilariously enough just repurchased it the band Switchfoot they they released a documentary called Fading West um many years ago at this point and I went to see a live showing of it followed by them performing some of the songs from the new album and I just like I'll never forget that experience and the documentary itself was really um it was very much like a surf inspired kind of thing as well so you got like the the surf vibe and the music vibe and just how that all ties together and makes up who they are and the amount of times that you could quote John the lead singer from from that movie yeah it just it always stuck with me and I'll I'll just watch that and put it on in the background at this point because I know it so well but yeah that one that one always stuck out to me because it was a band that I grew up with and you know hearing them talk about their own lives and kind of how they create things it was really it really inspired me a lot when I got nice. to see that for the first time there's a um a group I don't know if they're around anymore called Barry You're Dead from a while back I don't know if you remember them yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. They, um, I'll have to send you the link. They have a, like a live DVD from back then, and they're in a really small venue. And some of those bands, they kind of would swing their guitars around. Mm-hmm. And um, the second song, a guy does it and kind of clips the, the singer's head 
and, oh. and there's some blood that they play the set they just keep going yeah yeah I've actually there was a show that I was at before I was shooting really um the band Selfish Things the guitarist just I think he might have fallen off of the amp when he jumped off or something but he was bleeding and playing through it and like acted like nothing happened and then as he was walking off you just see it everywhere and all over his guitar <laughs> that's insane it was brutal sorry those are some of your favorite kind of experiences doing photography for bands that you mentioned yeah i mean i have a lot of different ones i think but i mean those few really stick out to me for sure yeah you have any kind of if you could pick any ultimate goal with your website or photography what that would kind of be you know the the ultimate like end state for me personally is to make it 100% of what i'm doing all the time and you know like whether that comes in the form of you know being one specific band's photographer or you know traveling and seeing as many as i can i just want to make it entirely what I'm doing with my life and be able to not have a day job anymore you know like I just I, yeah I really want to pursue that full-time in combination with like the design work and everything that I do I think being able to do my own thing is really the ultimate life goal that I've got for myself and I think I saw some pictures also just some like public events and some um, LGBT events does that kind of inform what you look for too when you do photography? Yeah, in some ways. Um, I'm, I'm somebody that, you know, I want to make a positive impact on the world. And, you know, like pride is something that I think was really amazing to be able to, to photograph and document and doing events like that that are, you know, for, for good causes or like you know, for, for the rights, for human rights period. I think I, I would love to document things like that in history just as a whole and, you know, incorporate my creative vision into that. And I don't know, that feels, that feels important to me. So I'd love to do more of that. I don't have a ton else here, just kind of, you know, throwing things out there conversationally. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you want to kind of plug or put out there? Ooh, I mean, I'm always working on new things. I think I'd really like to get people hyped for what's to come. Um, I haven't really talked too much about it, but I'm working on actually trying to publish the next edition slash editions, plural, of my zine that I do with poetry and photography and such. So that's been, that's been in the works. It's been very under wraps, but that's coming in the next few months. I'd like to have that out. So I think that's the next big creative thing for me. And um, having a poetry book in and of itself is also on the table. So do you have any favorite poets, something. like contemporary or in the past? Oh man, yeah, uh, I think, I always go back to uh, Tyler Knott Gregson, who is pretty popular right now. Um, he does a lot of photography and poetry in combination too. So just like seeing everything that he creates has inspired me a lot. Um, 
and then like as far as you know I'm thinking back to like classic poets um there's a philosopher named Rainer Maria Rilke who wrote my favorite book of all time which is Letters to a Young Poet okay and um that book isn't poetry in and of itself but he talks about poetry and he writes his own poetry separate from that um, or wrote I should say and just the way that he wrote things it makes you think a little bit deeper than a lot of modern poetry I think does I think modern poetry is a little bit less abstract in some ways typically um I don't know. I find that I have to read his stuff multiple times and I find something new with each read. So I, I really enjoy that aspect and just his, the way his philosophy influences his poetry as well. Are you familiar with uh, Leonard Cohen at all? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm just throwing out another Canadian there. It just comes to mind. <laughs> it's the one everybody knows. That's probably my favorite. It's, it's pretty oh. dark though, too. Really? <laughs> Um, I saw a couple of pictures of corn that you did. You were kind of further back in the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a rough one. We were supposed to be uh up on the stage for that, but last minute they requested that we were back at sound booth for it. So it was a tough one to shoot, but um I their guitarist was so into it the whole time. I pretty much had my lens on him half the show, I think. Nice. Um yeah, just their energy was ridiculous. It was so much fun. Yeah, back in like a, a 2010 or so, they had some contests where you could kind of like work for them for a day, which I did, which was which was kind of crazy in itself. Oh, really? I actually got on stage with John Davis's mic stand there. <laughs> and uh, I got a picture. Then one guy said, that's lucky because no one gets to do that. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> which is by uh, Giger, like the the uh designer mm -hmm. yeah who has you know crazy designs yes that's amazing <laughs> that was my interview with photographer writer and graphic designer caitlin anderson thanks so much for coming by i've been cambrio from cambriomusic.com <laughs>